Hey, hey, everybody. Dexter Guff here, and welcome to another life-changing episode of Dexter Guff is Smarter Than You, the self-help podcast where I am doing everything I can to help you lead your very best life. Uh, And to that end, I am so glad uh, for some of you that you're leading uh, miserable lives, uh, that you you are finding challenges so that I can get in there and fix you. Uh, That's what I want to do. I want to fix you. Please let me do that. Um, uh, Speaking about fixing, my thoughts are with Tammy right now. Uh, Tammy, of course, my producer and friend. Uh, Accidents, accidents happen, and they do seem to happen a lot uh, around Tammy and on Tammy. Uh, Tammy is uh, surrounded by accidents, it would seem. Uh, Regardless, uh, last week after the show, an accident found Tammy, uh, very sadly, uh, in the parking lot here uh, of the uh, studio that we record at in Van Nuys, uh, California. Tammy, uh, a lot of you may or may not know this, uh, used to be a a pretty big staple in the parkour scene uh, here in the early 90s in L.A. And I guess moved by that old draw of parkour, uh, Tammy decided to uh, show me a, a hood slide. Uh, in in the parking lot. So uh, Tammy sort of picked up some steam, uh, headed towards her 1992 Toyota Camry and, uh, you know, lifted up onto that hood and sort of slid across. But in, in doing so, uh, accidentally caught a, a bracelet on the uh, windshield wiper. It, it sort of spun her weight in the wrong way. And one thing led to another. Uh, Tammy ended up akimbo uh, on that asphalt. Uh, also, the, the actual bracelet that was caught on that windshield wiper uh, was a, an old chastity bracelet that Tammy had as as a as a young woman, and that bracelet uh, just exploded. Uh, those those very chaste stones, those reminders of of our chastity, uh, lost on the asphalt in a parking lot in Van Nuys, uh, a place where I would imagine uh, so so much chastity has been lost over the years. Uh, but for Tammy, that happened last week as those stones uh, rolled around. Uh, some of the stones never to be found, actually. We didn't find all of those precious, precious chase gems. Uh, only have enough to, to make a couple of earrings uh, that Tammy can wear as, as chastity studs uh, in her ears, uh, as, as a reminder. Uh, anyways, uh, regardless, I uh, feel very badly for Tammy. Oh, yeah, and she also dislocated her collarbone. So that was very painful for Tammy, too, to, to not only lose that chastity uh, sort of twice in a lifetime, uh, one could say, um, but then also to dislocate that collarbone. So anyways, Tammy is, is here, uh, slowly recovering. You're, uh, she's wearing a cone, a uh, medically prescribed cone that Tammy's in. Uh, so thinking of you, Tammy. Uh, anyways, okay, so Tammy, if it's not too painful, uh, I would ask you right now, uh, very carefully, very gingerly, uh, to work the board and play us in with today's theme show music. Let's do this. D. This is going to be fun. I dare you to listen. It's time. E. On your mental treadmill, what takes priority? Your goals or your dreams? Dexter Cup. X. Technology. Entertainment. Design. Throw that out the window. That's old news. <laughs> Are you kidding me? Come on now. What was your biggest failure? No, no, no. Let me guess. I don't think you're ready. I'm Dexter Guff, and I'm smarter than you. All right, so very, very excited that you, my dear listener, are with me today. I hope you're having an incredible day, and I hope that this makes it even better. Uh, Very excited for today's program, uh, because my feature interview a little later in the program is with Dr. Teresa 
Beasley, uh, Dr. TB, uh, as as they say, I think. Uh, Dr. Teresa Beasley uh, is one of the world's uh, leading experts on vision boarding and how that can be used uh, with your business or company. So we'll talk to Teresa a little later on vision boarding for executives. A very, very cool thing uh, that all Fortune 500 executives, I'm sure, are doing. Uh, so we will talk to Teresa Beasley a little later in the program. Uh, also, uh, for those of you that have been listening for a while, you know uh, that my Chin's Italian Restaurant, uh, which is my uh, partnership restaurant, uh, a restaurant that I've started with my famous actor friend, a partner, Rico Colantoni, cannot wait uh, to open Chin's Italian, which is opening very, very soon. A delicious uh, Italian food with a spin uh, here in Southern California. Uh, and so uh, to that end, I have my first Add uh, for Chin's Italian. Cannot wait for you to sink your ears into this tasty plate of auditory sound. So, Tammy, uh, play the ad, please. From the hearts and minds of world-famous character actor Rico Colantoni. I've been to Italian restaurants. I do love to eat. And very, very successful lifestyle entrepreneur Dexter T. Guff. Hey, everybody. Comes an Italian restaurant with a twist. Introduce your palate to the brand new world of Italianese food. Try the delicious sweet and sour spaghetti with chicken balls. Yum! Homemade ooey gooey teriyaki lasagna. So good! Peking parmesan. Oh wow! And finish your meal with the fiery General Tso's tiramisu. That's different! Don't forget to ask your server about the great leaning wall of pizza. That's a lot of pizza! There's something on the menu for everyone at Chin's Italiano Ristorante. Located in beautiful downtown La Cunata Flintridge. Chin's Italian. Where eats meets best. Hey, what is this? It's like I like that. I like that. Boom! Oh wow! I mean, that ad even sounds better than when when it was recorded. You know, I wasn't sure if it was going to come together, but that is amazing. What an ad! Take that, Olive Garden, in your face. <laughs> very, very cool. Chin's Italian cannot wait uh, for that to open and to welcome you into that beautiful, beautiful restaurant. Um, okay, enough about Chin's because, of course, I do have some life-changing information that I want to share with you today. Uh, so won't you join me in the Thought Palace for today's Thought Release. Take a deep, cleansing breath. <sighs> I got a lot of love online the other day when I posted a video of me dancing. Nothing crazy, just me moving my body in time with the music. Mostly I was just isolating and oscillating my core. Oh yeah, it was cool. It caught fire online. It populated very influential feeds. Now some of you were confused, shocked, Impressed. Some of you wondered why so many people were reacting so emotionally to my vid. People literally pouring out their hearts in the comments. Well, here's the deal. If you didn't think I had a crazy enough life already, then buckle up. Because I'm about to put this ship on self-drive and blow your mind. Now, I told you, my life is the wildest you've ever heard. Sometimes... I've had to hide massive parts of my past from people just because they won't believe me. But for you long, long, long time listeners, nothing shocks you. When I pull back the curtain, when I peel back the onion 
and reveal details about my past? You get it. You're like, yep, okay, that's D-Guff. Nothing's off limits. That's just how it is. Well, here goes. In the late 90s, I was the lead choreographer for Brit pop band sensation, Take That. Boom! Bomb dropped. Somebody call the cleanup crew. First of all, who's Take That? Fine, fair question. They were a rad all-boy pop group out of London's rough West End. They exploded on the UK charts with their smash hit, I'm Butterfly Kissing You, Girl. Now, they didn't have the staying power of groups like Spice Girls or InSync. But that wasn't because of their dance moves. It's because their lyrics sucked. But how did it happen? How did I become one of the most sought-after choreographers in all of London town in the late 90s? Right place. Right moves. Right time. Happy dancing accident. In the late 90s, I was floating around jolly ollie old. Like a lot of 20-somethings, I'd gone abroad to teach English. My days were spent in the London classrooms, teaching the British how to say things like craft and laugh like we do in America. But at nighttime, it was all about clubbing in Covent Gardens, late-night raves in Primrose Hill. A pickup rugby mate of mine saw me dancing one night at Fabricland and said, Guff, you've got some serious moves, mate. That friend was Robbie Williams. Yes, that Robbie Williams. That changed everything. I stopped teaching English to the English and focused full-time on my dancing. I had no formal training, but the kind of dancing I was bringing to the scene was unlike anything people had ever done. It was mostly torso. It was all about isolating the nipple to groin. There was an article in the Sunday Times that said that I was responsible for the sexification of the trunk. Over 80% of the UK's MTV rotation in 2001 was trunk-based choreography that sprung straight from my core. But I made a bad decision. I grew too quick. I flew too close to the sun. I chose to partner with the wrong person. I started working with an Irish choreographer known for his leg-based movements. Made sense. I choreographed the core. He choreographed the legs. That covers 85% of all possible dance-related movement. For a short time, we had it all. We were inseparable. We were the midriff and bottom boys. We ruled the London scene. But that didn't last. We had a massive falling out. Now, I'm not going to say who that bottom was. I'm not naming names. This unnamed bottom half of me knows who it is that I'm talking about. I know he's listening. I know you know that I know that I'm talking about you, old friend. Don't worry. I'm not going to say your name. I won't. I don't want my listeners to be involved because they weren't there. They're innocent. Let's keep them that way. They don't need to know what went down. And quite frankly, sometimes I wish I didn't know. I was hurt. The betrayal hurt. Forced me out of a career. The only thing I knew at the time, you forced me to hate you. Thankfully, now I'm stronger than a single mom with one leg. I found myself in a better place. I'm exactly where I'm supposed to be. I can't imagine being more successful than I currently am. And as for you, old partner, I know you found success too. The Irishman who knew how to work the bottom better than anyone I'd ever met, you found your success. Riverdance. 
A lot of legs in that. Not much core. I know your signature, and I wish you all the best. Now, we can't control our past. Sometimes letting go is the only way to actually set ourselves free. Now, it doesn't mean that our past is gone for good. Like a beam of light through a crack in the wall, it can never be contained. For me, when the right song plays, in the right place, at the right time, and if my core is warmed up, thoroughly warmed up, my past inhabits my body. I throw down some dance moves that belong in an arena tour. Once again, I am a world-renowned choreographer living in the body of an incredibly, incredibly successful lifestyle entrepreneur. And as for you, my old Irish mate, I say thank you. Oh, yes. Thank you, Liam O'Donnell. Thank... Oh, shit! Oh, damn it! Oh, shit. There's a ton of Liam O'Donnells in the UK, so... Likely, your identity is still relatively protected. Uh, uh, whatever. And that's today's thought release. Very, very excited for today's feature interview. Now, this is somebody that I've been chasing around the speaking circuit for years now. And usually, you know, one of us is opening for the other or the other is opening for the other. Sometimes we're both just talking at the same time because, you know, we've got flights to catch or whatever. Uh, but this is one of those conversations that's been uh, I've been meaning to have for a long time. I'm speaking about Dr. Teresa Beasley. Uh, Dr. TB's in the house, uh, and it is a treat to have you on the program. Uh, she has written the definitive book on vision boarding for executives called Vision Board the Board uh, by Dr. Teresa Beasley. So, Dr. Beasley, Teresa TB, <laughs> welcome to the big show. So wonderful to be here. Thank you for having me. Finally, we're not uh, doing this in an airport lounge. Oh, my goodness. And how many times have we been in an airport lounge, absolutely shit-faced and said, I don't even remember where we're going. I don't care. Absolutely is, not. we just get into those conversations absolutely with each Absolutely, we do. I remember one time running into you at a buffet, and then all of a sudden it was 10 o'clock at night. Oh, you know what I mean? I know, I know, because they, the food was gone, and we were just right. like, well, now hold on a second. Bring back that pork. Yeah. <laughs> Bring back that, you know, that fillet of pork or, you know, whatever they had. It was, uh, what was that now? That was that, I, uh, it was an Admiral's Club, I guess, in JFK. I believe so. They do it right there. They I mean, do. I have to say, you know, if you're going to fly commercial, I'd, I'd certainly do it out of JFK and on Delta. Um and well, okay. Well, I, and I shouldn't say that, obviously, because I can't. Well, but even though but it is truth, true, though. I mean, yeah. that is the truth. Yeah. And I mean, what if we can't face the no, truth? It's exactly. Yeah. And we'll see if we can get some money on the back end for that uh, plug. Uh, but I do want to I do want to mm -hmm. ask you a little bit about uh, specifically why you're so sought after uh, in speaking mm -hmm. circles, which is your work with uh, vision boards. Absolutely. Amazing. Well, this is the thing. The <laughs> reason I am so sought after is because vision boards have been around, what, a couple of decades now? I were, wouldn't know. I, I really. I mean, I know for me personally, I've, they've been on my radar for about six months. Been a very powerful tool. Right. And I, good. And I am glad that you're seeing that. And what I am bringing that is I'm taking vision boards to the next level. The way people describe me is the vision board lady if vision boards were on crack. Do you know what I <laughs> yeah, mean? Yeah, you yeah. flipped the script. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely, you set that thing on its ear. <laughs> absolutely. Oh, I love that. I take them to the next level. I incorporate three-dimensional objects onto the boards. So is that something that's meant to... 
to hang on that board? Absolutely, because a two-dimensional board, you know, okay. pictures from magazines are right. fine. You know, uh, um, um, powerful sayings are great. Oh, yes. But if you have something sticking out of that board and you walk by it and it, it pokes you in the head. Right. Or, or it scratches no. your arm. Like a fork or something. Absolutely. What are you going to do? I'll t- I'll- you know, look at what just scratched me. Exactly. Think about how powerful that is. You're going to look at what just scratched so you. So wait a second. So you're okay now. Mm. <laughs> somebody lit the fuse, and then my brain just blew up. Right. Because so hold. Okay. So just for those that don't know, vision boarding. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. Because I want to start from there. A uh, vision boarding is you get that. It's kind of like what you did in I don't know fourth grade. Absolutely. You, Science fair. Sure. You're clipping out some pics and mm-hmm. and you're putting it on a board. Mm-hmm. Did I do any justice to that? You know, you have given it. You did justice to the base. Okay. And that's what it is. A board, Mm. some pictures with the purpose of manifesting (sighs) what you want. Manifesting. I love that word. I say it all the time. You should. Right. Right. So and, you know, a lot of people, you know, it's magazines, it's things. I also encourage people to cut out of books. Yes. Out of encyclopedias. It doesn't matter what the book is. You can cut that book up. It's just kind of nice to have the pieces of books on a board like that because it reminds you that you've read or that books are on your mind. Exactly. Even if you haven't read that. Yeah. It shows to other people, you know, that that's a bunch of words from a book. Absolutely. So this is somebody's vision board who who's a Re- reader. Who okay. reads books. This is one of the most important things about my book for CEOs specifically, yeah. because I don't just want that CEO looking at that board every day. Right. I want every person who comes into their office to see that board. And if they see, you know, literature, something from book, they go, wait a minute. Does this CEO read books? Does he own books? Right. Do they have a library in this office? It just... Well, because instantly it sparks that mind. If if this CEO, uh, if he or she has read that book, Mm -hmm. what else have they read? Exactly. And the only way this board is going to work, and I need everyone to hear this, is if you actually look at it. Right. And focus at what you're looking at. So you don't want your vision blurred. Make sure there's no gunk in your eyes. Right. You want to have a clear, you know, if you wear contacts, I'd suggest putting them in. Okay. Get those in. Get those in. uh, Put in some visine. Absolutely. To just clear those, those uh, light bulbs. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And I want you looking and focusing on that board because a lot of people make vision boards. They put a lot of glitter on them. Sure. They they, they put it up in their eye and guess what? That's what I do. And then they never look at it again. Oh, so I shouldn't do that. So you should be looking at it. Okay. Where's your vision board right now? Answer me that. I'm ashamed to tell you. Okay. It's in the bathroom. Okay. It was just, it was, I just, because that's one of those Mm -hmm. times where I know, well, I've got at least, I mean, I'm going to be in here for a couple minutes, but that's not a place that a lot of other people can see it. That's the problem. It's good in that you're going to see it every day. I'm going to see it. But where, where, does your competition see it? Do do your nemesis see it? Are the people that you're trying to rise above, do they see how strong your vision is? Not unless you invite them over and offer them the use of your bathroom. Now, I want to ask you something Mm -hmm. about uh, vision boards for companies because that's you've spent so much time Mm -hmm. uh, on that Mm -hmm. Uh, what are sort of the the must-haves on any company's vision board are there some Mm -hmm. things that kind of guarantee you that pathway to the fortune 500 uh, world absolutely i recommend a thousand dollar bill 
is is the first thing that you need. The to actual ha- one, or can we just do a replica? Or it's best if it's real. Boom. Yeah, you know what I mean. Because again, it just tells other people I'm not messing around. I deal in thousands, right? Oh. So that's Exhibit A. I also recommend a festive border for any company, and I like it to be made out of the clothing of the people in the company. So if you can get, you know, Bill's tie and you know a piece of Carol's skirt, right? You're really what you're doing is you're you're it's building, team building. It's team building. It's all that's part of it. It's fun. Everybody come to the conference room. We're doing a dozen donuts and, you know, cut a piece of your clothing off and we're making a vision board. I love that. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, okay, so this is something. Now, how many... See, this is what I do uh, every week. Uh, I'll, I'll change my board up. Uh, because usually what happens for me is I'll put a vision together. Uh, if it's not done within seven days, I'm not doing it. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Well, you're a doer. Actually, well, yeah. I'm a doer. And I'll tell you right now, usually most vision boards for me, it's basically a checklist. I bang that out in about, you know, four or five hours mm-hmm. and then that vision board's done. Yeah. Um, so uh, is that uh, is that something that people should be doing is changing out a vision board on a regular basis? Well, only if they complete the vision. I mean, if they're right. doers like you and they're getting it done, right. if they're not, if they do a vision board and then all of a sudden it's too hard, well, boohoo, cry me a river. You know what they should do? They should cry into a Kleenex and then, or into a tissue, then put that tissue on the board. Right. right? As a reminder As of a reminder. tears for boohooing that you didn't get it done. Yeah, exactly. Because if you just start and make a new vision board, then you're you're stuck in the grass. You're turning your wheels. You're, 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 you're in stuck a- in the mud that's in the field where the grass is. That's it. Because that's it was it. wet and you shouldn't have been in there in the first place. You thought you could turn around. Well, not Spoiler alert. treads that were, you know, get a Subaru if you're going to do that. And but you a know, lot of us don't have that. That's true. But you know how you could huh. take a picture of a Subaru, put that on your vision board and just see I, I tell people to do this. I say, put something on your vision board and then go for a walk and then see how many Subarus you see drive by. Wow. And I bet you're going to see one or two. I want to ask this. Is mm-hmm. it appropriate to give vision boards to make vision boards for somebody else? Uh, because I've been making a couple for other people that I just sort of feel like, ah, for crying out loud, I would just, I just wish their life would change. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I've been making, I've made one for Tammy, uh, my producer. Yeah. And, I, I'm, and I'm sorry, Tammy, but I have. And I don't know, is that something that's appropriate? Can I make a vision board for someone else and then just kind of throw it up in their face? You know what? Absolutely. Because you know what? It's their responsibility to do a counter vision board if they don't like your vision. Because answer this question. Okay. If they're not going to make a vision board for themselves, right. then then who is? And I think the, the answer well, is you. I, I am for her. So right. you're saying that Tammy in this scenario should then vision board back to me something. Absolutely. So in a sense, we're having a communication by flashing each other our visions of who we want the other person to be. Absolutely. And somewhere in the middle is the people you're going to be. Interesting. Right? So this is almost something that would work even in a personal relationships, marriages. Uh, you know, you uh, on my vision board, I have folded clothes. Mm-hmm. Please mm-hmm. help out is it, what I would be saying. Absolutely. you, yeah. It's the clearest message that a husband and and wife or, you know, uh, or, or, or obviously not even same sex couples. It doesn't matter. You oh, can be everybody can hate each other in, in, in know, marriage. Exactly. It's I'm the Sarah, great I'm qualifier. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, that's yeah, what I yeah. mean. It doesn't, gender doesn't matter. You it can doesn't. that partner, regardless of yeah. your shared or not shared gender, you can just absolutely hate waking up to that face and, and have a vision for who you want them to be. Exactly. And I even encourage people, uh, if, if it is as specific as I want you, my 
partner to change the way you look, then right. I encourage you to find a celebrity you'd like them to look more or like. Somebody that you know in your personal life, like a neighbor that you go, absolutely. Oh, you know, she's just got that certain mm-hmm. uh, je ne sais quoi, and just keep on put. You know, here's Putting, another picture of Helen that I took. Exactly. You I'm, know, this is her yesterday. Yeah. Look and, at that garden. Exactly. Yeah. And you had to take that picture of Helen, and you had to you had to print it. Right. You had, you had to produce it because you know that's that that's extra effort. And when well, you're doing that, shows effort, how much you, know? you care to change your partner. Absolutely. And I think that's, I mean, one of the most loving things you can do is continually put in your partner's face yeah. what they should be like. Oh my goodness. Know? I wish this is information that I think would have been so helpful for me uh, now four marriages in. Mm. You know, I think that this is one of those tools that probably it would have been helpful to have uh, in those relationships. You know, for those people that say these vision boards, it's basically, it's just child's play. It's it's basically dreaming with cut out uh, pieces. How do you answer to that person? Because this is a tool for executives. Absolutely, it is a tool for executives. And you know what? To those people who say, oh, I used to do this in school. Why yeah. do you think we did that in school? What do you think they were actually teaching us? They were getting us ready for the future. The day we started doing math and science, that, that was the day we stopped. We got on the wrong path. I'm telling you to go back to the basics of what actually works. This is just absolutely amazing, mm-hmm. and, and I really do take that to heart to sort of go back to where it began. Exactly. Uh, now, without safety scissors, go back into those magazines, get that uh, construction paper or full scap, mm-hmm. and get those boards uh, going and putting them in places where other people can see it mm-hmm. uh, so that you can rub their faces in that. Yeah, absolutely. In, in a lot of ways. Yeah, yeah. And again, the more 3D poking, uh, uh, aggressive smell, whatever you can use when people are walking by to, to push it down their throat. It's a full sensory experience when you come across a Dr. Teresa Beasley board. (laughs) 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 Teresa Beasley, TB, what an absolute pleasure. It has been my pleasure to be here. Please tell me that we're going to cross paths again soon, hopefully in an Admiral's Club, maybe in Denver, possibly in Chicago, wherever they do the buffets, I'll be there. That's right. Fingers <laughs> crossed a Ramada if if we're lucky. Exactly. <laughs> well, let's dare to dream a little bit more because the Ramada is actually on my nightmare board. Okay. Anyways, Dr. Beasley, thank you so much for being on the program. And I already can think of some things that I'll be clipping out and putting on my bathroom mounted vision board what a fantastic show absolutely top-notch so much brain juice out there for you to suck back Uh, thank you dr Teresa beasley uh, for all of your delicious brain juice uh, that you are pouring directly into my mouth uh, and my listeners mouths uh, today uh, through their ears a great great show Uh, Of course, this show is not possible without my incredible partner, Himalaya. Uh, You know them, and if you don't know them, check them out, the Himalaya app. Of course, you can get your podcasts anywhere. Uh, But if you want to listen to this podcast one day early, then go to Himalaya and check out all of the other great, great podcasts that are on that platform. The Himalaya app, the top of the mountain of Apogee. Until next week, let's keep the conversation going, my friends. Uh, find me on Instagram. Find me on Twitter at DexGuff. Uh, or check out my website, uh, DexterGuffBand.com. Or why don't you give me a call? You know I would love to hear from you. And your calls will be played on this show. Another episode of Just Your Calls coming up very soon. Uh, so give me a call at 1-800-JOY-DEXTER. Let me know what's on your mind. Uh, Let me know how I can help. Let me know if we can partner. 
Until next week, have a great week. Get out there and crush it. Uh, Tammy, uh, hope that color's off by next week. Hope that gets resolved. Uh, regardless, this is D. Guff. I am out of here. Thank you.